Now we're going to join our friend Mark Weber as he takes us into the first full hour of this weekend's edition of Garden Talk. Mark, good morning. How are you doing? Oh, doing well. How about you? I think we're going to have to build an ark or something here soon. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it seems like all we do is uh, rain, and uh, I, it's kind of a fascinating uh, progression of spring because things are beginning to itch out. I think we're about two weeks behind as far as leaf out and uh, buds, but I will have to say I saw my first forsythia blooms of the season about two days ago. And ladies and gentlemen, the season for you to start learning about how to manage your landscape, the season for you to learn about how when you see the landscaper piling the mulch up against the trunks of your trees is a no-no. And also we're going to talk about a million zillion other things right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WH. I-O. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Santini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome to what will be three tremendous hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And for 28 years, we've been planting the seeds to a greener and better place called the Great Miami Valley. And we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will put you into the Master Control Studios, or where I think it's Javon's over there. Is that you, Javon? I can't see you because of the glare. Sorry. <laughs> As we begin this morning, uh, spring is in the air, and there's many things that uh, you folks have questions about. And my only timely advice to you is is call now. <laughs> <laughs> because as this morning uh, continues, it will get wild and crazy. Um, a couple of programming notes. I want to let everybody know up front, Javon, and you, including you, <laughs> that uh, this morning at 8 o'clock, we have a very special guest that's going to be joining us talking about a pretty amazing event that's going to be happening in, right here in the great state of Ohio in August. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to talk to Paul Reese, who's actually the current president of the International Society of Arboriculture. He's going to be calling us all the way from the great state of Oregon and along with that, we're going to be doing a lot of discussions today about proper practices in the landscape. Um, I'm going to begin this morning by, by first saying thank you for being here. Um, I've been doing this show for a long time. In fact, I think this is our 28th year of, of Garden Talk. Um, and I am very blessed to be able to come behind this microphone every week and uh, talk about the things that I love to do and the things that I love to talk about and the things that I love to teach. And let's, let's be frankly, and let's be clear that, um, um, I, I don't do this, uh, for the money. <laughs> I do it because I love what I do. Um, I am one of these people that has been very blessed in life to, uh, do what they love to do in life, which is gardening and planting and working with trees and plants. Um, I'm incredibly passionate about my profession. I'm incredibly passionate. I'm passionate about doing it well and doing it right. Um, so as we begin this morning, um, realize that when we talk about a lot of the topics here on Garden Talk, they are born out of um, dismay by the actions of others. And, uh, and, and let me begin this morning with a little background on myself. So if it's the first time that you're tuning into Garden Talk, you're going, who is this guy? And why is he talking about this stuff? Um, first of all, my name is Mark Weber. That's spelled with two Bs. Um, I am the president and co-founder of a business called Mark Weber's Landscaping Company. Uh, we have been the tree and landscaping experts uh, since our founding in 1997. Um, we're celebrating 21 plus years of being in business. Um, we do four components in our business. One is consulting. 
Two is arboricultural endeavors. Uh, three is horticultural endeavors, including landscape design and construction and maintenance. And along with that as well, we do some growing as well. Um, my business is, is heavily involved in the field of horticulture and arboriculture. And uh, if you're not familiar with the terms arboriculture, it's the science and the care and the practice and the management of trees and horticulture is the cultivation of plants for the benefit of human beings. And uh, I, I am very much very blessed in many ways because uh, my career began very early in life. In fact, I was uh, got my first job in horticulture when I think I was about 14 or 15. Um, by the time I was 17 or 18, I was running my own cruise um, working in a garden center and doing a whole bunch of stuff. And by the time I was 18, I was in college. And by the time I was 22, I was out of college with two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University. Um, I have a lot of experience, over 40 years of experience in the world of plants and plant management. And I'm also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board certified master arborist. There's roughly about 32, 33,000 certified arborists to populate the earth and uh, less than 2% of us are board certified master arborists. So I blend a pretty elite group of people in that regard. I'm also a tree risk assessment qualified arborist, which means I have demonstrated on more than one occasion my ability to assess and determine trees and their likelihood of failure and more so how those failures will affect humans and their and their dwellings and their lives and uh that's which is a pretty serious business with that i've also been designated um by the board tree experts in new jersey as a certified tree expert which is now deemed a licensed tree expert and i'm also licensed in a number of states here in the united states and I'm finally um, a Category 3 arborist in the United Kingdom. Um, and to date, I think I'm the only, only arborist in the United States that's actually board, is a board-certified master arborist and also an arborist that is, is uh, rated in the United Kingdom. So when you call Garden Talk at 457-1290, you're going to get information, ladies and gentlemen. It's built on the science of best practices how it builds and how it grows and how you manage it. And the things that we're talking about here today for the next three hours are all about improving the, the opportunity for you to have a landscape that lasts more than a few, few years and a landscape that grows and thrives. We talk a lot about the science. We talk a lot about soils. We talk a lot about proper pruning. We talk a lot, a lot this time of year about proper plant management, which gets me to this morning's monologue about mulching. Oh my Lord, it started all over again. I call it mulch madness and or the, the mismulching of America. Um, let, let's lay the foundation. First of all, for all you folks out there that are listening, you drive around and you see people applying mulch to landscapes. Um, keep in mind that mulch does a lot of good things. It, it conserves moisture and during the dry season, it control, controls weeds. But also when it is like anything else in life, if it's in, inappropriate, inappropriately applied, if the wrong materials are applied, it can be devastating, particularly to trees. So let's be clear, very, very clear this morning. Mulching up against the trunk of any tree is disastrous. It is completely, utterly disastrous. And for anybody out there who has a landscape and you have mulch up against the trunks of your trees, folks, this is a really, 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 really bad thing. You don't want the mulch any closer than 12 to 18 inches from the center point of the tree. If the mulch is any closer to the trunk of the tree than 12 to 18 inches, you are going to have serious consequences to this bad planting and management practice because bad mulching is a bad practice. Meaning that if you are mulching up against the trunks of your trees, you are going to have an issue that's going to lead your trees into simple peril and simple death related to what they call stem girdling roots. 
So if you are doing any mulching, if you're a landscaper that listens to this program, and I know there are a multitude who do, do the right thing. Do the proper thing. Do the proper thing, which is do not mulch up against the trunks of your trees. Now, if you have a client who wants to yell and scream at you because you're not doing what they want you to do, you simply say to them, it is professionally unethical for me to provide disservice, period. You will catch them off guard. And for you consumers out there that are hiring landscape contractors, please take my words to heart. Do not apply mulch up against the trunks of your trees. It's going to be a surrounding theme the whole day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I, I'm fascinated, just absolutely fascinated. After being on the radio for 28 years and been talking about this to the point of nauseam, that we're still talking about it. Um, and I guess there's other people do still topping trees as well who simply um, are, are unacceptable. I'm got, I've got a lot of interesting stories today, Javon. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to ask you an important personal question. Okay. And it's not that personal. <laughs> have you ever eaten snow peas? I don't think so. They're the ones that don't have the, 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 the pea on, inside the pot. It's kind of immature. No, I haven't. Man, you just haven't lived. I know, right? <laughs> well, today in the garden kitchen, on a lighter note, it's going to be snow, snow peas. So, so Javon, you've seen these people who uh, pile the mulch up against the trunks of their trees, right? Correct. So what do you, do you think it looks attractive? Eh. Looks stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> so so if you don't want to have a stupid looking yard, and we'll say that really loud, we don't want a stupid yielding yard, you're not going to put mulch up against the trunks of your trees. Also today, we're going to be talking about another pet peeve of mine for 28 plus years is topping of trees. Uh, I have seen, and I haven't tell you, Javon, I have a story I have to tell you too. I have a client, um, very nice couple, um, had a neighbor who lived next door to them with a, has this big, big silver maple tree. Okay. And this silver maple tree has this, has this giant branch that goes over top of my client's house. Okay. Got it. You can picture it, right? Well, the branch that's going over my client's house is incredibly dangerous. This thing is ready to break at any point in time. And so I wrote, you know, this very professional report explaining that the branch has a high likelihood of failure. And if it does hit my client's house, it's going to do catastrophic damage to their property. Okay. You got, you got the picture here. Okay. And I even spell out in the letter exactly how to remedy the problem, which was A, cut the branch off. Okay, simple, cut the branch off. Two, put a cable in it, okay? And if you put the cable in, follow these particular appropriate national and international standards for cable installation. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So this is what the homeowner, the other homeowner does that has the tree. I don't know who they hired. But it wasn't a professional arborist. They they put a they, they, these dudes show up. Okay, they cut a branch off of this off of this deficient tree, drop it on the on the roof of my client's house. Okay, and then on top of that, okay, they put a cable in the tree. But they don't. What they do is they actually loop the cable around the trunk. And around the branch. So what's that going to do? It's going to girdle the tree, right? Because right. we know that we we wrap things around the trunks of trees. What happens with them? They girdle, right? Right. Which is, again, not following the standard. <laughs> wow. So this goes to play. If you're going to pick and choose a tree professional to work on your trees, you're going to hire somebody that is a certified arborist or under the direction of a certified arborist. Now, let me explain something, folks. <laughs> you don't wrap cables around trunks of trees. You just don't because it's sheer death. So I guess I have another letter to write. <laughs> so I have that story and so many more today.
And I hope, ladies and gentlemen, you will give us a call at 457-1290 because we're going to crank up the telephone lines. We're going to do a What Plan I Am today, along with that as well, taking your calls right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey everyone, it's Sergeant Mark here. Spring's in the air. What else does that mean? Well, if you looked at the exterior of your house and said, wow, I need to freshen up the look of my home's exterior, if it's that time for you, you can do what I did. Call CertiPro Painters and secure a spot for the spring painting schedule. Why do I recommend CertiPro? Well, I've had CertiPro at my house a couple times, and they recently finished a complete exterior paint job for me. Folks, it came out great. My neighbors were stopping by and remarking how nice everything looked, and I was completely satisfied with what they did. There's a lot that sets CertiPro apart from other painting contractors. They have a detailed estimate. Everything's spelled out clearly, so there are no surprises. Each CertiPro painter's business is independently owned and operated. The schedule fills up fast for the spring. You need to call now 800-GO-CERTA 800-G-O-C-E-R-T-A It's CERTA with a C or go to CERTAPRO.com. Now I also want to remind you that CERTAPRO does commercial work in addition to residential. CERTAPRO Painters, we do painting, you do life. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. This is Bo from Moe's Outdoor Equipment and Supplies in Springboro. It's Toro's biggest sale of the year. Hurry in and take advantage of the great deals and make your yard the envy of the neighborhood this spring. Let Toro take the work out of mowing your yard and save instantly with rebates on the Toro Super Recycler, Toro Titan HD, or the Toro Time Cutter HD. Plus, use your Toro credit card and get a Visa prepaid card up to $100. Visit us today at Moe's Outdoor Equipment and Supplies in Springboro or at buyatmoe's.com. Springtime in Dayton and Springfield brings the threat of severe weather. With the hard work of our team of hundreds of reporters and around-the-clock help from Storm Center 7, we're the only radio station in the Miami Valley with a live radar. We work tirelessly to keep your family safe 24-7. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Ladies and gents, it's 623, 23 minutes after 6 o'clock. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Dry to start your Saturday, but rain moves in for the afternoon, along with the scattered showers dealing with gusty winds from lunchtime into early evening. May have wind gusts as high as 40 miles an hour. Temperatures for the day, though, will be mild into the middle 50s. Later on tonight, we'll watch showers ending. May see a few snowflakes mixing in before dawn, then we dry out. Overnight lows will fall close to freezing. Into your Sunday, we're dry to start. It'll be a cooler day in the low 40s then tracking the chance for rain and snow moving in for the evening. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows a clear skies, fortunately, right now. We've got 35 degrees in downtown Dayton, 36 in Springboro, 33 in uh, Wilmington. On the station that you depend on, for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. I have an open line. In fact, we have a plethora of phone lines. If you got a question about the proper way to fertilize your lawn or is it too late or too early to put down crabgrass control or about core aeration or if you got a question about mulching or a question about pruning um, we've got lots of phone lines really open for you um, i'm going to begin this morning also with discussions with uh, about uh, um, maintaining your lawn and maintaining your landscape um Good best practices, and you'll hear me talk a lot about best practices, and best practices, ladies and gentlemen, are defined by what has been shown to be scientifically valid uh, actions that you take in the landscape, 
And those are actions that result in a positive effect. So let's talk a little bit about pruning. And pruning is one of those things that uh, is one of the most powerful things you can do to a plant. And it can kill a plant or it can help a plant in many, many ways. Um, It's never a bad practice to cut out and remove dead wood. And dead wood can be in a shrub and dead wood can be in a tree. And and an important part that goes with removing dead wood, though, is removing it back to the place uh, where it needs to be removed, meaning that if you cut it in the wrong way, you can actually do more damage. So think of trees and shrubs have this defense mechanisms. And these defense mechanisms were designed that if the tree gets in trouble or the shrub gets in trouble, it has a place that they can create defensive network to stop dieback from further entering into um, the healthy part or or the structurally sound part of that tree or shrub. And those are what we call uh, zones, barrier zones, and also where secondary buds may be or secondary branches may be. So if you've got a dead branch on a tree, it's always good to prune that branch back to a collar where it originated to. Or if that collar is fairly disintegrated or deteriorated, you would prune it back to the next live branch where there was a reasonable level of a collar. And those collars are kind of like swellings that allow that plant to seal and close those wounds shut. In the case of shrubs, and let's say that you've got a red twig or yellow twig dogwood, and you are working with uh, pruning it, one of the biggest common mistakes that people make with a lot of shrubs is they do these roundover cuts, thinking that a slight little trim will make that plant a lot healthier and make it look more um, aesthetically acceptable. Unfortunately, those type of pruning cuts, ladies and gentlemen, in many cases are not good pruning cuts. A lot of times with shrubs, particularly this time of year, like with red twig dogwood and and, and yellow twig dogwood and others, and even many hydrangeas, it's good to get into the center of the plant and remove some of the biggest, thickest, oldest canes. By removing some of the biggest, thickest, oldest, older canes, what you're going to do is you're going to allow more light sunshine that is, to go into the center of the plant. If more light or more sunshine can go into the center of the plant, then you're going to trigger new growth, more aggressive growth, uh, more attractive aesthetically looking growth out from the bottom out and actually create a more healthier looking plant long term. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. And I'd also share with you that one of the most Incredibly important, most important, best practice to do in your yard this time of year is do a soil test. If you have not done a soil test in the last three years, it's time. Soils, remember, soils are ever so changing and they're ever so altering. Um, I would encourage you to go to my company's website at triple at weberlandscaping.com. That's Weber, W-E-B-B-E-R, landscaping.com. And take a look at my blog post. I write a weekly, typically as time time allows, I write a blog post on a number of different timely topics that are going on in landscapes. And this week I wrote um, a very interesting one about soils. And many of you that know me know that I love to talk about soils, but this one is really an interesting one with that. And when we come back, I'll talk more about that and so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 630. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story, a modern act of heroism in Jefferson Township. We'll have the latest coming up. Rain returns today along with some gusty winds. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic. Traffic out there right now looking all clear. Conditions on the highways looking excellent, but you'll want to be careful off the highways. There could still be some fog lingering in these wee hours of the morning, so be careful. 
And it's our top story. Firefighters in Jefferson Township saying a man wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for a man and a woman who decided to take action at a house fire. Jefferson Township Fire Department says a man and woman driving by noticed the fire. We're told they went inside of the home and found an older man. They were able to rescue him and pull him to safety. No one else was inside. That's WHIO's James Bukley. He says it's unknown how old that man is or how he was doing after he was pulled from the house. But firefighters are saying that he wouldn't have been alive if those two hadn't have stepped in. Well, cops in Kettering are searching for an armed robber who helped held up Marco's Pizza on Smithville Road. That was reported shortly after 7 p.m. Cops confirmed the suspect who displayed a handgun and was described as a male wearing a maroon knit cap and a gray shirt with a tattoo on the back of his neck. Anyone with information is urged to call Kettering Police. That's WHIO's Damian Burrs reporting. A man and a woman in jail after a standoff with cops that lasted eight hours. Cops are saying they believe this incident was drug-related. 30-year-olds Lindsey Wells and David Clark were both in a traffic stop when they ran into a house on Wolf Creek Drive. uh, SWAT officers firing gas into that house. Clark came out, but they actually had to go inside and retrieve Wells around 3 p.m. that afternoon. Now, cops are saying saying that that is not a typical um, protocol that they follow. They're working now to learn more about the outstanding arrest warrants on Wells. We'll bring the latest updates here as we get them. Now let's have a look at that weather forecast. Here's meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Looking at a cool start to your Saturday, climbing into and through the 40s this morning, eventually up to about 56 degrees this afternoon, increasing clouds with showers developing. Also gusty winds may have winds gusting as high as 40 miles an hour. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar showing no precipitation for us. Clear skies this morning morning. We're going to wait for things to warm up a little bit later, Ron. 32 degrees in Troy right now, 33 in Springfield, 35 in Dayton at 633. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is Larry Hanskin from Miami Valley's Morning News. Every weekday, starting at 5 a.m., our team has one goal, to get you up to speed and get you to work on time. I'm meteorologist Kirstie Zantini. I'll have an updated forecast every six minutes. And I'm Sergeant Mark Bauer, updating you on the latest traffic conditions affecting your drive-in. And I'm Brittany Otto. Chris Collins and I keep you up to speed on the latest breaking news from overnight. When you get in the car, listen to Miami Valley's Morning News with me, Larry Hanskin, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WA. Hi, I'm Lana Clausen, a farmer in Satanta, Kansas. I'm proud to support the next generation of ag leaders through the America's Farmers Grow Ag Leaders program sponsored by the Monsanto Fund. Each year, farmers can help local college students by endorsing them for a $1,500 Grow Ag Leaders scholarship. The program provides more than a half million dollars each year to students looking to study an ag-related field. Students, apply today for a chance to win a $1,500 scholarship. Visit GrowAgLeaders.com. This is Clark Howard. If breaking news happens, we break in anytime. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. Many times you will see red twig and yellow twig dogwood in the landscape in the and they make great shrubs. They're great border plants, and many of which many are native plants here to the to the Ohio Valley. Keep in mind, though, this is one group of plants that requires special, tender, loving care. And let me explain what I mean by that. Many times these plants are put into the landscape and they grow pretty rambunctiously, and they fill into the landscape and do a really nice, nice job. But unfortunately, as time goes along, these plants tend to get ratty. They tend to become disfigured. The the red stems and the yellow stems, well, they kind of, let's just say, they fall apart. Not a whole lot of vigor, and the plants, frankly, have gone to pot. 
In many cases, this is from the fact that they were not properly pruned. Hey, right. Pruning is essential for the care of red twig and yellow twig dogwood. Without pruning red twig and yellow twig dogwood, you run the risk of the plant literally dying because of the fact that it's not invigorated enough. Meaning this, pruning has some of the most potential to cause growth if it's done correctly. So the months of March and April are ideal months to go out into your landscape with your red twig and yellow twig and gray stem dogwoods and all the other varieties that are out there of the shrub forms of dogwood. Cutting them at the base, removing the largest, thickest canes and only leaving behind the ones, that the canes, and those are the straight stems that come up from the base, only removing the ones that come up at the very bottom that are less than the diameter of a pencil in leaving those behind. Those left behind will become vigorous and they'll grow tall and give you very handsome foliage and leaves for the upcoming season. So proper pruning is a good way to look at this. And the best management practices of proper pruning with shrubs will lead to a better looking landscape for this season and for the seasons to come. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would love to be have you part of today's broadcast. Give us a call at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. 1290 and we're about ready to begin what plan i am today and uh i uh, will tell you that this is probably one of the hardest ones we've had in a while i always say that and you know what somebody always gets it so it's really 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 um okay today um keep in mind that i am the plant and your job as the listeners are to figure out what I am, meaning, and you got to come up with the name. And the name that I'm looking for today is a very interesting name into itself. And this is a plant that may or may not have ever crossed your plant palette. And it's one that uh, it's quite uh, remarkable in many, 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 many ways. And uh, remember, if you know the answer to this plant, give us a call at 457-1290. And remember the rules. The rules are simply this, that uh, the one answer that you give Javon on the call screen, because see, I know what answer that you have given. That's the answer that I will hold you to when I ask you the question about what plant I am. If you choose to change your mind and give me another answer that you did not give Javon, I will therefore then hang up on you. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. I don't think that's unfair for me to... Excuse me, as I reach over to, to get my coffee this morning. Um, I don't think it's unfair for me to do that because I think if, if I'm, I'm kind of a black and white guy. You know, you, you, you say what you mean, you mean what you say. And if, if, if that's what you believe, then great, so be it. I'm proud that you've done that, but you don't get to change your mind. Now, if you want to call and give me one answer and then call right back and give another answer, that's fine too. Okay? All right. What plan I am for March 31st, 2018. I best grow in acidic, organically rich, medium moisture, well-drained soils in full sun to part shade. I can tolerate average garden soils, but not unamended heavy clays. My flower buds are susceptible to damage from early spring frost. I am a spreading multi-stem shrub that typically grows 8 to 15 feet tall, features a drooping clusters of racemes of fragrant pale yellow flowers in late winter and early spring before the foliage or leaves emerge. I have ovate, toothed, dark green leaves that in many cases are about four inches in length and turn variable, 
but usually are unex- have an un- un- unexceptional shades of yellow in the fall. And I mean beautiful yellow col- fall color. I am a native of Japan. In fact, many of my cousins as well can be found in throughout Asia. I make up, make a tremendous plant when it comes to the wonderful world of <laughs> the bonsai. Um, so what plant am I? And by the way, I'll give you one more clue as we begin this morning. Um, I am in many cases what they call an ericaceous plant. Um, you will find me in Eastern Ohio. Um, and you will find me many times in the Eastern United States and sometimes in the Pacific Northwest. So what plan am I folks? Four, five, seven, 12, 90. That's four, five, seven, 12, 90. And I will say to you that there are about 20 different species of me. And, uh, I do make quite, um, a unique plant in many, many ways for, um, the Ohio landscape, but you've got to have acidic soil. If you don't have acidic soil, folks, you probably are not going to be able to grow me very well in your location. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. That's four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. They'll put you into the Master Control Studios, where Javon will be happy to take your calls and, most importantly, with your opportunity to win um, a twenty-five dollar gift card to Knollwood because they're gardeners like you and I. Um, I almost want to talk just for a few minutes as to this morning before we go into the. Garden Kitchen, I want to talk a little bit, too, about the importance of working with a qualified garden center and more so a qualified landscape professional. Um, In Dayton, Ohio, we have a few really great local garden centers that that are around that have qualified local folks who know a lot about plants that can help you with your yard gardening and landscaping. Um, and I would encourage you and, 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 and passionately recommend to you to spend all of your hard-earned dollars with plant purchases with these folks, simply put. Um, they are local experts, and they support the local economy. They pay taxes into the local economy, and more so, they're there year-round to answer your gardening questions. Um, they are probably your finest choice when it comes to building good relationships is with your local garden centers as well. When you are choosing a you're choosing a landscape contractor, someone who to plant trees in your yard or to prune plants in your landscape or to maintain your property, um, education, certifications, and credentials matter. Um, that person should be. Um, an Ohio certified nursery landscape technician, at least, um, possibly a certified arborist, at least. And if they're applying any degree of pesticides in their yard, should be carrying a Ohio pesticide applicator's license. Um, growing plants is a science and it requires a great degree of intellect and also a great degree of understanding of biology and, and the sciences. So when you are working with someone with your yard gardening landscape, I would encourage you and highly recommend that you work with a qualified person. When it comes to your trees, the only people that should be on your landscape, on your property, working on your trees are ISA, that's International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. You can find your certified arborist at a website called treesaregood.org. That's treesaregood.org, where you can actually put in your zip code and it will show you the names of the certified arborists who work, who are practicing in your area. Let's go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is a fun, 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 fun vegetable, and it's one that you can be planting now if the soils at your landscape are a little bit loose and loamy and not so wet. Is snow peas. I tell you what, I love snow peas. I love snow peas in my salad. I love snow peas uh, sauteed. I love snow peas in, in about any dish that you can put them in. I love the flavor of them. 
And I think they're a plant that uh, is, is so durable. Um, this is a plant, ladies and gentlemen, that you can purchase this as a dwarf plant requiring, requiring no tying and trellising, or you can buy it as a very aggressive vine that you can plant and grow and establish on a trellising system. Um, snow peas, ladies and gentlemen, can be eaten whole. Um, they can, in other words, you don't have to peel and take the pot off. The pot is designed to be eaten. Um, the name um, magout, which is, by the way, the French word for eat all, uh, applies to snow peas as well as sugar snap peas. This vegetable has been in cultivation in the world since the 19th century in Europe. And it's also a very famous plant because the um, Austrian scientist and monk Gregory Mendel, remember him from high school by high school genetics, actually did a lot of genetic work um, understanding how plants carry genetic traits from one generation to the next. And actually, snow peas was really one of the focuses of his research. Snow peas, along with sugar snap peas, are unlike field or garden peas. They're noticeably different because their pods are edible and they lack fiber in the pod or what they form, what they call parchment or a fibrous layer found in the inner part of the pod, which contains actually lignin. Snow peas have very thin inner walls. And most importantly, the, the, the potted peas that we eat, which are the edible pods, again, have less fiber. What's interesting is that there's only two genes in the peas that cause for these walls in the pea to form, which are the P and V traits. And what breeders have done, according to Mr. Mandel as well, is develop peas that had less pod and less lignin in their pods to make them more edible. Also interesting enough, in many cultures, the stems and leaves of snow peas are used in cooking. And you can use these plant, use this plant in so many different ways. I'd encourage you to plant some snow peas or any kind of peas this spring season. And you will definitely enjoy them for this season and for the seasons to come. This week's In the Garden Kitchen, snow peas. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I have an open line for you. And uh, have you ever wondered why the soil that surrounds your yard is so crappy? <laughs> it's so lousy. You know, why is it? Why do you think the soil that you are trying to grow your lawn in and you are trying to grow your grass in and you are trying to grow your trees in just simply is as hard as a rock and is as heavy as a, as, as a bisquick pancake that's made, made double <laughs> and has no syrup on it. Yeah, right. Um, I wrote a blog post this week at WeberLandscaping.com. And if you go to WeberLandscaping.com, you're going to see, uh, I think it's, let's see what this is, uh, one, two, three, four. I like to, whatever it says. I have a, a blog thing I put up. It's called Mark's Plant Sense. And uh, I write um, these little blog posts, and this one's pretty lengthy, but it's a really interesting one from the standpoint is it talks about why soil regions really matter. And I asked the question, what soil in what soil regions of O, A, B, and C are you growing your plants in? And let me explain why this matters. Um, plant soils are made up of textural classes and they're constantly changing. And in the United States alone, we have roughly 20,000 different soils in the U.S., and those soils are broken down, what they call with taxonomy. And one of the common things that we find with soils is this naturally occurring soils have different horizons. And that means kind of like layers. There's what they call the O horizon, the A horizon, the B horizon, and the C horizon. And when I get back from this next break, I'll talk a little bit about those horizons. Along with that as well, we'll crank up the phone lines at 457-1290 with what plant I am. And for 28 years, we've been planting the seeds to a greener Miami Valley and for the future generations to come. 
We encourage you to call us because we would love to enrich your life with the world of plants on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, it's Larry Hanskin. For years now, you've heard the conversations I've had with Keller Williams realtor Richard Herbst. I've seen firsthand the success Richard has had. There was a home in my neighborhood on the market for three years. I saw so many signs in the yard, and then Richard came in, and it sold in a month. Now, there's no silver bullet, magic pill, or voodoo involved. Like Richard and I have talked about, It's all about the preparation, putting together a plan, and then executing. He prices the home right, usually has a standing list of qualified buyers, brings the buyers and sellers together, and then takes care of all the details so nothing goes wrong and what ends up being a win-win deal. Now, if you're frustrated trying to sell your home, you want to take advantage of a robust local real estate market, or if you're facing a sudden change in circumstances like a job relocation, call my friend Richard Herbs to Keller Williams, 937-477-1411. He also has an interactive website at teamherbs.com. That's T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. Like I've been telling you, I can spot a winner when I see one. Richard Herbst. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover our big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Think spring. Think comfortable driving. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. I'm Tom Grunkmeyer, president of Buckeye EcoCare, with a few of the reasons why our company is the area's lawn care leader. Buckeye EcoCare has the best trained, most experienced lawn care professionals in the Miami Valley. We provide outstanding customer service, and we customize a program that's just right for each and every one of our clients. We've been improving the look and health of area lawns for over 30 years. So trust the professionals at Buckeye EcoCare, because I'll treat your lawn just like my lawn. Springtime in Dayton and Springfield brings the threat of severe weather. With the hard work of our team of hundreds of reporters and around-the-clock help from Storm Center 7, we're the only radio station in the Miami Valley with a live radar. We work tirelessly to keep your family safe 24-7. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 6.54, six minutes before... The grand hour of 7 o'clock on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. We'd love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Try to start your Saturday, but rain moves in for the afternoon, along with the scattered showers dealing with gusty winds from lunchtime into early evening. May have wind gusts as high as 40 miles an hour. Temperatures for the day, though, will be mild into the middle 50s. Later on tonight, we'll watch showers ending. May see a few snowflakes mixing in before dawn, then we dry out. Overnight lows will fall close to freezing. Into your Sunday, we're dry to start. It'll be a cooler day in the low 40s, then tracking the chance for rain and snow moving in for the evening. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is completely clear. We're resting at uh, 35 degrees downtown Dayton on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. News News 95.7 WHIO. 
Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. I would love to be part of your Saturday and uh, help you along the way with whatever is going on in your gardening world. And uh, 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Um, as I was speaking earlier this morning about soils, we'll talk a little bit more about soil uh, horizons and, and profiles a little bit later today. But I will say to every one of you that gardening is a time of the year when a lot of times it becomes kind of an emotional thing that we're not really sure what we're really doing. We just do because we think it'll work. And I encourage you to listen to Garden Talk and learn about all of the different science there is behind growing plants. Um, what we do here on Garden Talk, folks, is really give you a great education on how to have the best landscape ever. And let's go back to the telephone lines at 457-1290. We're going to be joined by Neil. Neil, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, Neil. You ready for what plant I am? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Okay. I grow in acidic, organically rich, medium moisture, well-drained soils, and full sun to part shade. I can tolerate an average garden soil, but that soil, if it's, especially if it's heavier clays, better be amended. My um, flower buds are susceptible to damage with early spring frost. That's probably one of my biggest Achilles heels. I am a spreading multi-stem shrub that typically grows 8 to 15 feet tall and features a drooping clusters of or what they call racemes, and for us uh, plant nerds, of pale pink to uh, pale yellow flowers in late winter. And I will tell you that I am incredibly fragrant in the in the late winter, early spring garden. Um, and, and my flower before I before the leaves emerge, my leaves once they emerge are kind of toothed on the edges. They're ovate, meaning round, and they're dark green, with about a four inch length to the leaf. But boy, I tell you what, in the fall I am un, uh, unbelievable with shades of yellow in the in the autumn landscape. Uniquely, I am native to Japan, and I am a good bonsai plant. So, Neil, what plant am I? Japanese Andromeda? Nope. <laughs> now, I will give you the Japanese Andromeda, or Pyrus, Pyrus japonica, is also a plant that's ericaceous. It's very similar. Where, where you would find Japanese Andromeda, you will find me as well. And I am a unique plant in many ways. But one thing that's unique about me is I'm very tolerant of, of dryness. And I'm very tolerant of soils, particularly near woodland areas as well. So, Neil, good try. And thanks for being part of the program. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. 457-1290. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for the first hour of Garden Talk as it heads off to the Garden Talk archives. Special note, coming up at the 7 o'clock hour, we'll be talking to Rich Pearson, Randy Tischer. 8 o'clock hour, we're going to travel to Oregon and speak to Paul Rice, who is the is the president of the International Society of Arboriculture, talking about an incredible event that's coming to Ohio in August of this year. Along with that as well, we'll be talking to uh, uh, John Scott from Knollwood, and of course, you. At 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.